Welcome to another episode of Value Nigeria podcast, where we daily strive to improve our investing practice in a bid to invest like the investing greats, our uncles Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. Now, over the past two weeks, we've gone through an overview of the banking industry in Nigeria, and we've had a particular focus on Fidelity Bank, and this was done in response to listeners voting for Fidelity Bank as the company for analysis. The response we got back from listeners even regarding those two episodes have been quite overwhelming and I'd just like to say a very big thank you to everyone who has sent a voice message or who has sent an email in response to those episodes. Thank you very much. Your kind words mean a whole lot to us. I however just want us to all note that there are much more things to assess when trying to decide if a company is worth putting into our portfolio that goes beyond just looking at the financial statements. In the course of those episodes, we didn't do any analysis about the company management or we didn't do an in-depth analysis into a margin of safety price. When analyzing companies in the real world, we do much more than just looking at the financial statements. Now, this week, we'll be talking about a subject that we've not majored on yet on the podcast, which is the murky waters of um, the psychology of investing. Now, this is quite a broad subject, um, and I'm also still in the learning process myself, but I'll just like to share a very little aspect of this today. And these are the psychological pitfalls to avoid in one's investing practice. It's always a huge battle, as investing is both a skill and an art that cannot be excluded from the influence of our emotions. Most of these pitfalls occur in our subconscious, so we need to be aware of them and consciously mitigate against them. The first pitfall I would like to talk about today is hubris or your ego. Now, this is the feeling that one gets when he or she feels invincible and incapable of putting a foot wrong. It's quite common in the market and can both be found in newbies and in market veterans. You might have bought a company and the price immediately skyrocketed. You then sold another one and the price plummeted afterwards. Now imagine this happens a couple more times. You suddenly feel you've gotten a hang of things. You feel like Superman, like you have a crystal ball that tells you the direction each company is going. Your confidence swells, you become very bold and you start giving people stock tips about the next hot stock. People suddenly think that you are a guru. You throw all caution to the wind and ignore risk management strategies. You then start staking large chunks of your portfolio in individual trades. Suddenly, the market reminds you that he is the boss. You lose on the first trade and then go on to bet higher in the next trade in a bid to recoup your losses, only for you to lose again. Allowing your ego to swell in investing is very dangerous. Recognize and acknowledge the role that luck plays in investing. Most people acknowledge their wins and attribute their gains even to skill and attribute their losses to rotten luck. Unfortunately, this is not true. We need to learn to stay humble, keep learning, and never forget that you are but only one investor in a crowd of hundreds of thousands of others. The second psychological pitfall that we need to avoid as investors is confirmation bias. 
This is the tendency for one to seek and agree with only information that buttresses your own opinion while ignoring any arguments that counters this. We tend to weigh our own opinion and those that agree with us far beyond glaring facts that tell us otherwise. It's quite easy to fall into this trap. You can only read articles that tell you how wonderful a company that you own is while ignoring others that put holes in your thesis. Some people like to seek advice about a particular company from a public forum when deciding whether to buy or not. They must however realize that people who tell them the company is great are possibly buyers because they themselves may own the company, while those that tell them not to buy are also possibly buyers because they do not own or do not like those companies in question. The way to fight back against this pitfall is for you to stick to doing your own research, have a process-based decision-making strategy, own your decisions, and accept the outcomes, whether it turns out as you expect or not. See it all as a learning process. You must also actively seek to find and understand the opposing view to your thesis before investing in any company. Read those views, try to understand them, and based on evidence, decide on if they hold any water. If the opposing views are valid, Determine how they affect your buy thesis. If it does affect it significantly, then don't buy the company. But if they are inconsequential, you can as well go ahead and buy. Charlie Munger calls this principle inversion. When you find a company you really like, take some time to list all the reasons you can find or you can think about as to why that company is not ideal and will be a terrible investment. You must try to put holes in your own buy thesis. If the company has a monopoly, ask yourself what will happen if that monopoly is broken. If the company has a charismatic and well-loved leader, ask what will happen if that leader suddenly develops a heart attack and becomes incapacitated. The most important thing is that you make your decision based on palpable evidence and not on the emotions of greed, fear, or the opinion of others. The third psychological pitfall that I'll be mentioning on this podcast today is anchoring. Now, this is when one bases his or her buy or sell decisions on just one major factor. That factor can be be anything, ranging from price, momentum, even to a recommendation from a trusted or a respected investor. Deciding to buy or not to buy, or to sell or not to sell on just one major reason can be quite dangerous. I'll give a practical example that illustrates this point. Some time ago, I researched Okomu Oil Company. It checked all my boxes and I was quite keen on buying it. At the time, it was selling for about 70 naira. The only problem was that my ideal margin of safety entry price was about 50 naira. This was the single and only reason why I decided against buying the company. I felt it was expensive and I was waiting for a pullback in its price. Today, the company share price is almost 120 naira. Have I bought the company? No. Do I still like the company? Certainly. Why haven't I bought it? 
Well, because somewhere in the corner of my mind, I still feel that I missed buying a 50 Naira company at 70 Naira. So why should I buy it at 120? Will I eventually buy the company someday? Well, <laughs> I hope so, but it's likely I'll be paying even much higher than the present price for it when I eventually bring myself to buy the company. Another common example is one refusing to sell a company that has met all your sale criteria simply because you do not want to sell that company at a loss. You tell yourself that you will wait until the company moves back or even moves above the price at which you bought it just to avoid taking a loss. You may end up waiting weeks, months or even years before you can sell that company. But was that the right thing to have done? What was the opportunity cost of refusing to take that loss? What opportunities have you lost simply because you were anchored at a certain sell price in mind? Now that we understand the anchoring, how can we mitigate against this? The advice is that after doing your analysis and discovering that there is just one reason that it's either stopping you from buying or from selling a company, you need to pause and reassess the situation there might be something that you are missing in the grand scale of things. I ask myself every day, was my decision not to buy Okumu Oil Company at that time the right decision? I guess I'll never know. But maybe if I had paused to reassess the situation and the growth story of the company, maybe, just maybe, I wouldn't have been bothered by paying a premium over the margin of safety price at that time. Like I said, we'll never know. The fourth psychological pitfall is hindsight bias. Now, in this faulty mental model, one tends to think that past events were more predictable than they actually were. It means we look over previous events and tell ourselves that we knew that things were going to turn out just the way they did. A classic example of this is when we buy a company and the share price declines sharply afterwards. We tell ourselves that I knew those prices were going to go down after I bought it. I should have waited a few more weeks before buying. How can this halt our investing practice? It introduces doubt and more uncertainty into our future decision-making process. You'll find out that the next time, when you need to buy a company that meets your criteria, you'll tell yourself to wait a little longer as the price always goes down once you buy. This will lead to you introducing emotions into your practice rather than sticking to your process-based decision-making. A good way to mitigate this bias is to accept the fact that uncertainty is normal in life and in investing. You will never be 100% sure about things. Rather, I advise that you stick to your process-based decision-making and prevent emotions from ruining your process. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's episode of Value Nigeria Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If there are any areas that you want us to touch on in the next episodes or in episodes in future, do kindly send us a mail or leave us a message on any of our social media platforms or via the voice messaging system on Anchor or on Spotify or via any of the platforms you listen Thank you very much. Have a very lovely week ahead. Bye.